Welcome back to the Mailing Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Chivaru, coming to you live from the Lodge in Wesley, Austin, Texas. Longer sponsored by Hillsbury CBD. Still cop their stuff. Uh, Sally, what's up? I'm doing great, but I have a question as to why they're calling it the Lodge. It's just a vibe. Did you not so. walk through the building? It feels like a ski lodge. That staircase like out the, there in the, the lobby. Okay. You see the staircase? Get a better yeah. look at it next okay. time you walk by. Feels like a lodge. I also have a question. When y'all were hanging the soundboards, did you break the ceiling tile or was that already broken? I don't want to name names. It's hard to say. But like uh, Brett Merriman the did newest it. member of the company. Is that coming out of his paycheck? Uh, it's hard to say. I feel like that's like a $2 replacement. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. How did that happen? Did y'all try to stick something so we, we to Yep. I'm like I'm like telling you and like leaning and back. looking it's back bad. at the crack. Yeah. We t- see these pan- these sound panels right They're here. They're supposed to go on the ceiling. We try to stuff one up in the ceiling. Oh. For maximum protection. Um. And he. Okay. Merrimanded it. So. Uh. But look, it's coming along. I mean, we have. It's uh, the studio's like half put together so far. I want to say the Let studio me. is fine. I. The um. The entrance room when you're like walking past everyone's office and then you just like get to ours and it's just well yeah if, if, you, if you peek in the door of our office you're gonna see just trash on the floor and I'm I'm about halfway through building a little uh, cabinet uh-huh. that's gonna go in the lobby area okay we're gonna put the Dave's coffee maker on it and oh nice and we're gonna put stuff like envelopes and and Kleenex and you know just basic stuff we're gonna put that in there so that's halfway constructed okay trash everywhere look we have a long way to go but the studio is operable you're using it yeah Yeah. it's great uh dave what kind of coffee maker did you get uh de longi is it like an espresso i'll I'll whip you up a david chino tight it's very excited about it that was the the first thing we bought we've had it for two months it's in the closet over there it's just been in there chilling so once this cabinet was that a black friday deal Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Look, once this cabinet's finished, all bets are off. We're going to be in here just whipping well, up Well, I think y'all are going to get a table from Will and I so that we can move our Peloton. I mean, y'all I heard been talking about this table for months. I, I heard someone's yeah. having a little trouble parting with it. I don't know who. <laughs> Will says it's me, but it's just because I I want to get it out, but we need to. There's a big glass piece that won't fit in my car or Will's car, so... Either Will's getting a new car and we're going to bring it in his new car or one of you is going to have to come over and get it. I don't mind swinging, coming yeah. through. It's not it's not that hard to pack up that whole table. Do you like the place, though? I do like the no, place. Granted, it's we have a lot to do. I think you need to get maybe me and Alyssa in here and snazz sis- it up a little bit. My sister like genuinely was like wants us to have her come decorate it. Good. Well- and I'm like, ah. you don't need like full on. We don't have the the budget for you know significant like decoration. No, you just want furniture. it to look nice enough that like if someone is here and needs to wait, they have somewhere to sit. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. We're with their coffee, little, we're gonna get a little uh, little love, love seat. seat. Yep. Uh huh. And then, are y'all gonna start filming the podcast? At some point, yeah. I feel like you want to maybe like snazz up the room a smidge, we're but that do, can oh, happen. Oh, for later. sure. We're gonna make changes with the to the lighting in here. Okay. We don't these get a little mood lighting. Yeah, these public school lights above us are not really doing it. Have y'all considered just doing it to the sunlight? No, it's a terrible idea. Okay. <laughs> now we're gonna get like some professional uh, studio lighting. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna look tight. Just just be patient. It's a process. 
Look, we're in here. That's I can't, what's most important. I can't see it, but I'm not that kind of person. I don't see things like that. Okay. Will's really good at that. So Is you he? need some like bougie scented candles. I'm sure Will can we, pick some out for we you. We know that about him. Oh, already. we got some on the way. We do. Some bougie scented candles. More on that yes. in a couple of weeks. Oh, very exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. good stuff. All right. Well. Yeah, here we are. Good this pod, guys. The first one. Uh, first mail-in in the new stew. I'm excited for it. Before we get into it, the hotline number is 888-362-MAIL. That's M-A-I-L. 888-362-6245. You can also write in if you would prefer. There's a link in the Twitter bio, at Mail-In Podcast. Are we ready to get into it? We're ready. We have eight questions today. One of them is not really a question, just an update on a, a previous uh, I love that. I love previous we're getting voicemail. an update. Yep, we got an update. Uh, so we have really seven questions, three of which are voicemails. Dave? Thank you, Dylan. Hey, Dylan, Sally, and Dave. I'm in my mid-20s and have been seeing this girl for about two months now. At this point, we have only made out with each other, and it is starting to become more clear, based on other things as well, that sex is just not a part of her life. I don't know if she is waiting till marriage or if she is a virgin. Same thing which is obviously fine if so, but I am on the far opposite side of that spectrum, this dude Fox. Yeah, it's clear. I was wondering if you guys had any advice on how to bring up the subject to her. Um, I don't know. Sally, do we have any advice? Why is it hard? Well, I don't know why it's a hard subject to bring up. Because, I mean, obviously she's made it clear that, that she's not willing to have sex with you for at least a long while. Right. It, this should be a topic that's easy to bring up. Sex is a part of every relationship at some point. So it's like a natural topic of conversation, I would think. Right. Um, I consider not sharing this because it's a pretty part of my private part of my life. But I'll go ahead and say that I um, was a very similar way uh-huh. up until my late, late 20s. And... It was something that pretty much everyone knew about me and I wasn't ashamed of, so I really had no problem talking about it. Um, That being said, I feel like most of the people that I dated knew that I was a virgin and uh, was waiting. And um, I think that maybe this is totally personal, so I feel like Yes, it's a part of your relationship. Yes, you should talk about it. But at the same time, like she is probably hopefully not embarrassed or like ashamed is the wrong word, but like worried about bringing it up with this guy. But I also think that if he's been dating her two months, that's a long enough time, in my opinion, for her him to say something to her. Or just say, like, where's your head at? Like, yeah, just and, we're on the same page and we're, cl- we're clear about what's going on. Right. Here. Bring it up. Obviously, I think this is a blanket statement that, pretty much everyone will agree with, but he, he should never like pressure her, et cetera, to do Definitely anything yeah. um, and hopefully encourage it. But I also think that if you're in a position if, like this guy and he feels like he said it's the very opposite end of his spectrum, that he's not maybe comfortable waiting to have sex with her until marriage or waiting until she's more comfortable or whatever it is that she's waiting for, um, then maybe that's not a relationship that he probably needs to be in. So that's my opinion on it. I think that this happens a lot more often than people think. Um, I had a couple friends. I know some people who were 
what we call like born again virgins who maybe had sex when they were in high school and or college and weren't really happy with the choices that they made. So they're waiting until they find the right yeah. person. Or maybe it's just a comfort thing. Maybe two months in, she's not comfortable having sex with you. So, but I also think, like you said, it's so important in a relationship at least to address it. So like, don't yeah. have this be an elephant in the cl- in the room where you know one's talking about it and you're just making out, like wondering if it's ever going to go anywhere. I also think she should probably be the one to bring it up since, I mean, it's, I respect the decision, her decision, but it, it is outside the norm. Right. So because of that, I think it's it's worth being like upfront about it somewhat. I mean, I'm not like date one or something, but like, you know, a few dates in or a month, two in, it's like, she should probably be the one to bring it up, but that doesn't mean you can't bring it up. Right. I think if she hasn't brought it up by two months in, he's welcome to ask her about it. Go ahead and do it. Obviously in a respectful way, but because everyone has history and maybe there's a reason why she's not having sex, um, so do it in a respectful way. But I also think he has the right not the right is not the right word i want to use but he should know if that's a relationship he's going to pursue because he needs to decide whether or not that's for him or not agreed cool dave we got a, we got a new spon- we got a new sponsor dave are you serious yeah we talking batch app we're talking batch app b a c h batch app let's talk about it what is it it's a mobile app yes. for Bachelor slash bachelorette parties are really just any weekend getaway with with your friends. A planning tool as well. It's a planning tool. Um, it's an app. So at, basically, the how the app works is uh, you get your friends to sign up. You all log in and you can communicate inside the app. You can split restaurant bills, Ubers, uh, cover charges, all that stuff. Um, what else can you do with this thing? Part Dave? of the reason that I well, like this. Sorry, I'm going to just interrupt you, Dave, because I got on it today and started planning my own bachelorette party on it. Mm-hmm. But it's basically, it's like an all-in-one thing. So like you said, it's a, you know, bill splitter. You can use like Venmo, you know, so that you can send out Venmos to people, but you can put all the itineraries in it so that you're looking at maybe when people are getting in town or when they're leaving and then make dinner plans, make activity plans. I'm really type A. I think y'all know that as You've probably, I mean, in the past couple of years realized that, but past couple of weeks, past couple of weeks, especially. But I also think um, one great thing about this is you can invite people and they can participate as much as you they want. So for me, what I would probably do is my sister and I would plan it and then invite people to like see the itinerary, see what they owe, see where we're going, things like that. But at the same time, you can also have input from everybody if you want it, which yeah. I think is great. So it really helps you out if. You want to plan maybe a bachelor party for Will and not have him know a clue about it, then you can all get on there without him, or he can be a part of it and know everything that's going on. So it's also city specific. Right. So you're going to a city and you can look up activities you can do in the city or restaurants you can go to while you're there. You can book stuff through the app. It's like a one stop shop for everything planning you need to do for your bachelor or bachelorette party. Really cool app. Again, it's called the Batch app, B A C H. Uh, get in there and check it out. If you're planning a trip to Austin or you know anything really, bachelorette or bachelor party, especially like before you hit us up for our recommendations, I would download this app because most of them they're already on there, like the activities and whatnot. So check it out. Like it's actually really awesome for the city of Austin. 
Absolutely. And the other thing too that I look, saw today is that if you're doing it in cities that maybe aren't that batch hasn't launched in yet, you can still use the tools to plan everything, um, which is great because it's a one stop shop like we've talked about. So it's especially if you're type A like me, you can organize all of your thoughts and things like that into one place. Obviously, you're going to get the best bang for your buck when you're going to the cities that they have like Austin and Nashville and things like that. But if you maybe are going to Breck this weekend and need everyone to be on the same page and want it to all be in one central location, maybe I pop on the Batch app, put everyone on there. I needed this for mine. I needed this uh, very useful while back. Would have been helpful. We were just all kind of running around like different a bunch, factions. Like a bunch of dumbasses. Like an idiot. Yeah, like group, like Venmo's going out like three weeks later. Just, yeah. Just silly. All right, let's do a, let's do a voicemail. Voicemail. What's up, Dylan, Dave, possibly Sally, or some other lady of the week? Question for you. Uh, what's the first thing that a lady notices about a, a man's place, a house or condo, apartment, townhouse, when she first walks in? Um, I like to, of course, make sure everything is clean, possibly have a candle out um, or two, but just want to hear the female perspective and possibly the male as well for uh, when you maybe bring in that special lady back. Let me know, guys. Love what you're doing. Bye. Sally, what's the first thing you first notice? First thing you notice is cleanliness. Yeah. And I would say a subset of cleanliness is the smell. So if there's like a weird stench, First of all, that's not even with the guy's house. That's anybody's house. You know when you walk into somebody's house and they have like a weird house smell and you're like, okay. Because they, like, they don't realize that they have smell, a weird house on. I think smell, even if it's subconscious, right? you pick up the smell first. Every house has a unique smell. Isn't that exactly. strange how that works? And what's weird is you don't know what your own is because you're, you're used so to used to it. Yeah. What if it's just trash? Yeah, what if it's trash? I like I had a friend growing up that she had a weird house smell and like I used to get really self-conscious about our house i was like what if we have a smelly house like what if we're one of those people so cleanliness smell which very easy to do both uh make sure that your house is clean tidy and make sure that you have a candle burning but a big thing the two other big things she's really going to notice maybe after like the first impression is cleanliness of the bathroom which yeah i was going to say if you only have time to clean one part of the of your house Start with the bathroom. Start with the bathroom. That's like, the most important. Way more important than the kitchen and stuff. Because if you go into someone's bathroom, there's like hair everywhere yeah. or like Especially just like build up. It's gross. When they go in there alone and shut the door, they have time to like look around and like actually take it in and, right. and see what kind of kind of filth you're living in. Yes. Uh, cleanliness is a big one. Um, also, just like how warm and cozy the house is for me. I'm a, I'm uh-huh. a big like cozy guy. I don't like uh, like a cold feeling place. Right. Like super modern stuff I'm not into. Um, I think that's kind of taste specific, but I get what you're saying. And yeah. I also think the other thing that goes along with what you're saying is kind of the overall design and aesthetic of your house. You want things to look put together. So we've talked about this before, but maybe not hanging up posters, no frame. Like you don't want to look like you live in a frat house. So uh-huh. I think a really big step is like, even if it's, ikea artwork getting some sort of artwork on the walls so it doesn't look just like you're living in a white walled prison so. yeah. sterile i'm yeah. moving into a house in a couple of months and i'm upgrading a lot of stuff i it's, heard it's a little overdue yeah my couch mostly it's 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 terrible yeah it's like a fresh out of college like single guy couch and it, i hate it so much it's so uncomfortable too uh, stuff like that dave whose theory was it that um 
every girl's apartment has like the same TV, and it's like a thirty-five inch, like Vizio from like twelve. Was it? I think it's Dan that came up with this one. Uh, I that sounds like a Dan. It's like a thirty-five inch TV. I actually really have a problem with that because I have had a sixty-five inch TV in my house <laughs> for the past ten years. Okay. Partially because my aunt was a vice president at Sony, so shouts to Aunt Cindy. Got some deals on That's some Sony. That's a Sony's. fantastic hookup. Yes. So now all of our TVs are really nice, but they're old, which is fine. Like I don't need to be like up on all the like curved TV or whatever the shit is happening. Don't don't waste money on curved TV. But um, I don't know. I I think if you go in and maybe there's like too much design going on, you're like, what the hell? Like mm-hmm. is this dude's problem? But like having things that people don't think about especially if you're just out of college is like that make your house instantly cozier like get a nice rug for your living room yeah get a coffee table back, have some art hanging on the wall back have to a blanket the, the tv thing so lauren uh who i'm dating she doesn't have a tv in her place not in the living room not in the bedroom no tv and the thing is she actually watches shows but she watches them on her laptop right so she'll just be laying in bed and just open the laptop and and watch a netflix series whatever and then close it, go to sleep. It's the weirdest thing to me. Like, you know smart TVs are a thing. They have Netflix on them. Right. Uh, you can watch this same show instead of on a, an 11-inch screen on a 45-inch screen. Maybe you need to gift her a TV. She doesn't want one. She doesn't want a TV. There are people who just don't want TVs in their house. Just like I think there are people who don't want TVs in their bedroom, which I have personally been lobbying for for the past couple of years because I think that it would make us sleep better. But Will has to go to sleep with the TV on. And it, and it irks me. To oh, you don't it. want a TV and he, and he does. That's Correct. what you're saying? Okay. I've heard, I already am a shitty sleeper. I think I TV helps me go to sleep. I have heard that taking that out of the equation helps because of the like blue light, sound, brightness, et cetera. You sound exactly like Lauren. It's so annoying. That makes sense. <laughs> but I but. <laughs> I would never have a not have a TV in my apartment because I am very, very addicted to TV. Oh, another thing I notice um, in apartments or homes or whatever is their food situation. If it looks like you never go to the store, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, what, what's going on? That here? was going to be my next thing. You don't even have to have like a stocked fridge, but maybe have a couple like staple drinks, a couple sparkling waters, maybe some beers, have a bottle of liquor that's nice, yeah. like vodka or tequila and some mixers. Yeah, if you open a guy's fridge and he has like a, a case of Natty Light that's and it. a Gatorade. And like one, it's like this one, guy's trash. Um, string cheese. You're like, what yeah. the hell's happening? Like and then have like in the freezer. a couple snacks. Yeah, you know, you yeah. don't have to like go load up on everything. But also, if you're bringing a girl back, I think that it's nice to look prepared. So like, have a piece of fruit or like some cheese that some y'all can snack on, so that it doesn't look like when she comes in, you're offering her like water out of a shitty cup and. I was going to say two things. Uh, make sure the sink, I want to know if the sink's clean or not. Like, I want no no piles of dishes. That that's, kind of goes with me in the bathroom. Like, those are the yeah, two things you need to be That's clean. my, like, one and two where it's, like, dirty bathroom, dirty sink. Yeah. Like, a couple dishes is fine, but, you know, if you got the stacks going, like the college guy stack, Gross. that's a bad look. Yeah, it's like, did you not know I was coming over? Like, we talked about this. Yeah. Why didn't you take, you know, 10 minutes and just clean up a little bit? And then, Dylan, I just want to point out, uh, based on this news, in light of the, the Lauren No TV news, you uh, do end up being murdered. I am going to look at her. Because that is some serial killer shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, right? 
it's I respect it. I get it. But yeah, it, it's something that I, <laughs> it's extra weird that she actually watches shows. So Alyssa watches. Sometimes she'll watch them on the TV in our bedroom. Sometimes I'll walk in. She's watching The Crown or whatever on her laptop. I, I don't know. I mean, some shows like you can't just watch on a laptop. The sound sucks. So yeah. Get, like imagine watching like Game of Thrones on. I actually lappy. watched one of the. I think maybe the last, second to last episode of Game of Thrones Come ever on. on a laptop, but I couldn't avoid it. I yeah. was traveling and I was like, I have to watch it. That, that's an ex- that's an exception to the rule. Yeah. And I like could only get on HBO now, like on my computer. But that being said, I used to watch shows on my laptop in bed when I lived in Houston years and years and years ago when I didn't have a TV in my room. And I think that experience alone made me be like, I'm getting a TV for myself. This is miserable. Like I can't do this. Yeah. Or honestly, I hate watching shit on my phone. Like Will will download stuff to his phone like when we travel and watch TV shows that way and I'm like, I don't care that I have like the biggest iPhone or whatever even if I did, but it's not a big enough screen for me to enjoy this. Yeah. I agree with that. Hate it. We got back to the hotel the other night and she wanted to watch the uh Aaron Hernandez documentary, which is really good by the way if you haven't gotten into it. And we watched it on her phone. Together? I, I, I'm like, Lauren, the, the screen's getting smaller over here. Yeah. See, that's the other problem. You can't be, like, watching a Who show. Held we we tried to prop it up, and it just wasn't working, so I ended up holding it, I think. That is terrible. Yeah. I did that yeah. for a Game of Thrones a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. Let's do the next one, Dave. This is an electronic mail. Yes. Salon. Email. Uh, Salon, Dorn, D-Man. Long time, first time. I'm in an uncomfortable situation, and I need your help. My coworkers and I are really close and go out for happy hour and bar hopping around Denver about twice a month. The drunker we get, the more flirty one of my coworkers and I get. Last happy hour, we made out and got pretty handsy with each other, and it happened out in the open in front of our other coworkers. I think he's attractive, but it's more of a... Beer short of a six-pack situation, so I'm happy just making out and not dating him. Yeah, that means he's kind of dull, kind of a dumbass, right? I, Something's missing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I, I've never heard that before. I've never heard the term, but I think that's what she's might be using to say. that going forward. Yeah. When we came into work the next day, he was acting extremely strange. It wouldn't say anything to me. He's been weird all week. How do I neutralize the situation and get to be just friends again? Love you. Bye. Left her name. Not going to read it. Certified Sal gal, though. She's a certified Sal gal. That's what it says. That's big for you. Thank you. <sighs> Sheesh. Yeah, I mean. She needs to confront him. It sounds like he's just really embarrassed about what happened. He got too drunk. Y'all made out and got hands in front of your coworkers. That's not a great. I don't know what industry you work in, obviously. But um, unless you're like, well, it, it's gonna, it's a bad look. So either he's embarrassed or he feels the same way and thinks that she's one beer short of a six pack and is avoiding her because he's worried that she is like in love with him. And he's like, Oh no, I don't want to give her the impression that I actually want this to be something. So I'm just going to ignore her. Let me just say this. She needs to confront it. But with the caveat that there is a high likelihood that he, if he feels the same way that she does, like, Oh, I 
I think she likes me, blah, blah. There's a chance you may not fully ever get over this. Like, yeah, you can keep being friends. Yeah, you can keep still going out. But in the back of both of your minds, one of you is always going to be wondering, like, are they into it? Do they want to make out with me tonight? Because you crossed the line. And now you can't totally go back. So I do think that she needs to say to him, like, hey, so sorry that that happened. I'm not interested in dating you. Stop, maybe establish some ground rules. Like, it's not going to happen again. A one-time thing. Sorry, let's just go back to being. Hopefully, we weren't just too embarrassing to our coworkers, but I would make it known, like, don't want to do it again. Don't feel like dating you. Don't do it in the office and around other coworkers. Wait till y'all are leaving for the day, or maybe. Or send him a text, like. Oh yeah, that too. And or then an email. just be aware that. I don't know. I just feel like. In these situations, especially when one person works with the other, it's really hard to be like, "Just kidding, that didn't happen. Let's totally go back to normals." Because now you're gonna have to like. Make a conscientious effort to not let that happen again since you get flirty when you're drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I got to see what kind of fits they were wearing that night. They sound pretty flirty. Wonder where they were partying in you Denver. You got to think they had their flirtiest fits on. Well, maybe, we should do, maybe we should do a meetup wherever they uh, publicly made out. If you're, a, if you're a manager of these two and this happens when you're out at happy hour and you're there and you see them getting handsy and like making out, is that grounds for... Uh, consequences like do they need depends to like the company I think it totally depends because yeah. there are certain companies i.e. where Lily works that dating within the company is not allowed or within the uh, regional yep. office is completely not allowed but then like think about Grand X yeah people were making out on party barges oh yeah letting their boob fall out of their dress etc oh, yeah that happened <laughs> sorry <True>. TMI <laughs> No, that, well, I mean, that was also on, wasn't that on a party barge? That, the, you're talking about the intern? Yeah. Okay, oh, that particular intern. Oh, I'm not going to say your name. I know, but people are going to speculate. Should we cut this out? Okay. No, we don't no, have we're fine. to. Never mind. Okay. I'll, I'll just drop what I was going to say. Um, did we people get. <laughs> did we answer this guy earlier? People get sloppy. What I'm going to say is people get sloppy. And maybe this is coming from a place where I don't want my coworkers to ever see me get like that because I also. What I do for a living would probably make people question me. You know, like it's if people saw me out, say you saw me out and I'm just like hammered and then I was giving you anesthesia the next day, wouldn't you be like, like, I don't feel great about that. In the same vein, I don't want my coworkers to see that because I also feel like they're probably like, are we sure she's good? Like if she was out partying all weekend. But if you're if you're bartender, is it like the hottest right. you know, eighteen and up club or something? Oh, you can't do nothing about that. Then then it's like it's. Uh, I think whatever. it totally like depends I, on what your workplace situation is, and it sounds like that they're pretty okay with them going to happy hour and things like that because it yeah. they go pretty often twice a month. That's a lot. It just it gets a little complicated when there are um, you know romantic little flings going on. Yeah, that, because then you're you're a point of speculation regardless because of the people around you. A lot of those recruiting companies like it's it's like, all right, well, one of you has to transfer offices or, or quit. Right. And they'll make you figure it out. Yeah. And it's like, oh, OK. And that's a hard situation to be in because yeah. in a company that promotes you going out and being social, but then at the same time doesn't give you the grace of like maybe messing up and getting really hammered or really hammered and making out with somebody or fighting with somebody, et cetera, that can be difficult. Yeah. So my company had early on in my post-grad career had that policy. And like they sent us to the six, not six weeks. It was like a week-long training in Denver, coincidentally. 
and some people went. It was all new people to the company, and a couple people did hook up, and everybody was like, there were some people we had to talk. We had to pull to the side and be like, shut the fuck up, don't say anything. Yeah. Um, because like <laughs> they could have, uh, you know, they were only six weeks into their time there. Um, but yeah, man, if you're the manager and you're a dude, like I don't think it would be weird to pull like a your employee to the side. Like, like, dude, you got to chill on that. Yeah, you got to cut that shit out. Yeah. You know what I don't have to cut out, and that's rollback. Yeah. And I'm going to do the opposite of cut it out. I'm going to cut it in. I'm wearing it right now. You are. You're in the blue QZ. A little springy, but I'm doing it anyway. It's Sun's right. out. It's a QZ, man. It's a QZ. Uh, Randy20 is the promo code you can use for 20% off at checkout. We love their polos, obviously. Their performance tees that Dave and I wear pretty much every day to the gym. Love those. It's, of course, it's got the tech, you know, moisture-wicking, stretchy material. Love that stuff. Uh, their hats, said a thousand times, their hats fit extremely well, and they're sharp-looking. Again, Randy20 is the promo code for 20% off. Do a voicemail. What's up, boys? And, uh, ma'am, got a question for Dylan about the homie. Um, I was just wondering, what are uh, some things that you did as, as a child that uh, – Maybe you don't want parks getting into, and then on the opposite, what are some things that maybe you missed out on that uh, you're going to try to get the homie involved in? Thanks. Basically, life on Earth, right? <laughs> uh, I did actually have a childhood day, believe it or not. <laughs> um, I had a, I had an excellent childhood, and I, I would like for parks to get into a lot of the same same stuff I did. I mean, I did like summer camps and sports and and all that kind of stuff, and I was always just out at friends' house and, and shit like that. Love for him to do that. Um, Anything, like, maybe play an instrument is something that I never did that I think that it would be cool for him to do. Like a little guitar? A guitar, piano maybe. Yeah. Um, Probably some life lessons in, in, like, learning an instrument too with, like, you know, dedication and patience and all that. I don't know, something like that maybe. I never got into anything artistic whatsoever. Same. I just never found it interesting enough. Well, I guess uh, he, I was a dancer. but He's a little bit of a different kid. He hasn't really taken to sports yet at all. Uh, he likes to he likes to draw and stuff like that. He's been to an acting camp a couple of times that he really enjoyed. Nice. Yeah. Um, did he do any performances? He did. Yeah, but I mean, he was like barely four at the time, so it was he acted like animals and stuff like that. You know, yeah. just kid shit. My niece was in a performance of uh, Beauty and the Beast as Mrs. Potts. Yeah. Will sobbed when she sang tales all the time. <laughs> I'll give you the actual place info. It was it was honestly it was a great production, high high quality, way better than whatever our high school productions were. And these kids were like, oh damn, six. That I was like, whoa, crier. yeah. Uh, what else? I don't really know. I mean, um, look, do you have a problem? Like, are you going to be devastated if he's not super into sports? No. Um, I'm I'm. I want him to be in the sports. Right. Um, I want to be like the dad who goes to games and, you know, takes him to practice and maybe even like coach a little league team. Yeah. It'd be awesome. I would love to do that. But if, I mean, I'll, whatever he wants to do, I'm going to support it. Um, and I, I really do mean that. If he's into artsy stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. If he's into computers and stuff, that's cool. Whatever you want to do. The coding camp. Apparently that's the uh, rage. Oh, yeah. This that's... is my issue. And I asked my sister this actually not that long ago, but I was like, how do you, you know, I feel like a lot of the stuff we did as kids is because we were put in it as children. Like I was a dancer up until I almost graduated high school and it was because I got put in dance when I was really young and I never like 
played soccer or did anything athletic. So who knows what my potential would have been. I could have been on the women's national team. We don't know. Yeah. You know, we don't know for sure. But it's like, how do you determine at their young age, like, okay, I want you to, you know, do this. I guess you just let them do a lot of stuff and see what they like. Yeah, that's what that's the kind of the phase we're in right now. Yeah. He hasn't hasn't taken to a lot of things. So we try to get him into that jujitsu class. Uh-huh. Wasn't having it. Yeah. He says he wants to play soccer, but he's played before and he hated it. Yeah. Um he says he wants to play golf, but I don't really know if he understands how the game works. Right. He just knows that I love it and I watch it on TV. Right. Doesn't want to play baseball or basketball. I don't want him to play football. I played football, um, like I guess I started when I was around twelve or something. I mean, who wants their kid to play football? I don't. I don't want him to play football. If he if he's just dying to play, then I'm like, all right, you can play. You can be the kicker. But I but I don't want to. I'm gonna try to discourage him from playing football. But don't you think like the people like Michael Phelps, right, had to have been doing it when they were super young? And it's I have a hard time believing that like. Michael Phelps is like a nine-year-old was like super gung-ho about swimming. I think his parents were just like, you're going to do it. You're right. And you're going to be really good at There's that. There's a really good real sports on HBO about specialization, like in, in how it's like hurting athletes long-term by specializing in one sport. Like, you right. know, the parents forcing them into something like in an early age. Right. And how just like injuries are way more likely. And like the best, the general thought now is it's like, let them play as many sports as they want. Soccer is a great base. That's what most people, I think, start out with now. Um, just because, you know, let them build up hand-eye coordination and, and just basic, like, running skills. And then if they want to go into something else and focus on it, that's fine. But, like, forcing it, that's a bad deal. Unless you're Earl Woods and your son ends up being the uh, the greatest uh, the greatest of all time at anything in human history. Speaking of, did you see the video of his son swinging a club at I the did. range? I did. I did see that. I oh, my God. I also saw that. How is it taking this long for that to get out? I don't I guess know. He's, I guess he's protected it a little bit. Maybe but. so. Yeah, and that that whoever filmed that was very far away from it, so maybe he does keep it like a keep it on lockdown. He doesn't want anyone to see what's going on. But I don't. And I don't know how much of that is just natural. Obviously, he has some natural ability, or how much of that is like Tiger like giving him lessons. I wonder how. Do. I wonder how what Tiger's thinking like. That kid's swing you know, is much better than it, mine. Oh, oh, absolutely. I'm wondering, like, you know, Earl was super, super yeah. strict and hard on him. Like, I wonder how much of, like, that Tiger's like, okay, I'm not going to make the same mistakes. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, force. I'm wondering, you know, I bet he's a little bit more hands-off. He, he seems like he's a good dad now. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. What was the question? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your childhood. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else. I mean, I'm going to support him whenever he gets into. I'm not going to force him to do anything, but like, I, I want him to do sports. I'm going to try and convince him to, to give everything a shot, see what happens. But yeah, if he's he wants to be a gamer, I hope he's dude. Not, I hope he's not going to be a gamer. <laughs> I kind of. I hope he is, <laughs> just because I I know uh, I want you to have to like get. In, I want you to have to understand that world and just the thought of Ugh. you like having to like follow Twitch and stuff. You know what we were actually talking about the other day, though? My dad and I and a couple other people is that the best doctors now are doctors like who are probably around our age who grew up playing a lot of video games because everything's robotic now. And so our generation is a lot better at doing it. Like the first gaming 
generation. And especially, it seems to go more with men because they tended to play more video games when, like our generation, when video games were getting introduced. Interesting. But the people who are really good at it have that kind of coordination where they can watch a screen and move their hands. Um, And older generations can't do that because they lack the like awareness and spatial, like, um, relationship and things like that of a screen versus their hands. So if he was a gamer, you could always push him into being a doctor too, a surgeon. So just, just <laughs> something to think about. I'm just saying. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've never thought about that. Yeah. I mean, but that does make sense. It's a changing world, Dave. Damn. We're evolving. Be like that. Yeah. Let's do the next one. Hey, Kings and Queen. I'm 25 and I'm living in Atlanta with three of my fraternity brothers, from an SEC school. TFM. One of my roommates, also 25, still acts like he's in college. His diet is primarily fast food, and he, he thinks it's acceptable to decorate the living room with a gra- a gravy bong on the table. You gotta think Does that mean gravity? you got to think that's a gravity bong. A gravy bong. A I mean, I know I'm old, but... <laughs> I don't think a gravy bong is an actual thing. If it is, I want to see how it works. A gravy bong does sound tight. <laughs> Um, we'll find out in Colorado this weekend, I guess. <laughs> he goes out three to four nights a week, holding one night stands regularly. Regularly, excuse me. Since college, he has probably attended six to eight fraternity events back at school, ranging from tailgates to parties. He even managed to get kicked out of a party for hazing a freshman six months out of college. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. How do I address this behavior without sounding hypocritical? We all went to college together, so obviously at one point we all participated in this douchey behavior. The rest of our apartment has matured. Feel free to answer this is Frat Dave. Dave? <laughs> uh, first of all, you're not hypocritical for thinking this is douchey. Um, look, your friend's a loser. Oh. This guy's a loser. He's 25. He's just living in the past. 25, so he's been out of college for at minimum two years. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And he's still going to fraternity parties, Dave? That's all right, rough. all right, you're right. I'm try- I feel bad for the guy. I felt douchey going to a fraternity party as, as a senior in college. Yeah. So, and once you graduate, you you have to give that that stuff up. You just have to. I'm sorry. Yeah, but these pledges, man, they fucked. Dude, suck. he got he, he was hazing a pledge. Yeah. Uh, that's six that's months really after graduation. Funny. That's really it's. That's like one of those things where like, yeah, I'm gonna laugh at it if I hear about it. Like, but like, I don't ever want to know that. But guy. you don't want to know him or be a part of it. <laughs> no. That's really embarrassing. Yeah, um, and he was he was so out of line. They kicked him out. They're like, dude, you got to get out of here. Like, these are our pledges. You can't be doing this, man. Do you go get a job? That do dude's you sad. Talk to this guy because you want to help him, or do you just like wait till your lease is up and figure out a different living situation, or both? I I, I mean, step one is just talk, sitting him down and being like, look, dude, you're you're acting like a total loser. Yeah, you need to grow up. Uh, you're an adult now. You've been out of school for two, three years. Um, we go out to dinners now, and we go out to bars. We don't go to fraternity parties and drink, you know, spiked punch and keg beer. It's I can't just, imagine he's, like, got any girlfriend prospects. I guess he's having one-night stands, but he's probably not having a girl who's coming around No, constantly. Like, no. that would be not – I mean, I can't imagine a girl who would Any respectable girl would not be into that kind of behavior. Yeah, probably the worst thing for this guy is that he's actually succeeding in hooking up with chicks. Yeah. Like, yeah. if he was striking that's out. that's, like, making his behavior yeah. acceptable. It's yeah. like, oh, dude, I'm college, crushing. What if they're college chicks? Yikes. I bet he has definitely yeah. brought a college chick home. So that's the that's 
his hair is going to start to fall out at some point, and he's going to gain weight and stop hooking up, and then he'll like be like, "Oh, dude, I gotta, I gotta clean it up." All right, this guy he he lives with three other guys. So you and your and the two other ones, y'all need to sit down with him. Have a little like maybe you're, maybe you're just eating dinner one night around the TV and be like, "Hey, look, uh, Garrett, we got to talk to you, dog. Your um your behavior is it's embarrassing. You need to grow up. You're a loser. Maybe don't call him a loser, even though he is. But you just got to talk to him and let him know." Maybe he just needs to uh, to hear the hard truth, because he's he's snap out of it. He's like, he's dangerously dangerously close to needing like a, a come to Jesus rock bottom moment, like a DWI or something worse, yeah. and like you don't want that. Yeah. So I mean, man, I remember being a freshman in college, and we'd be, we'd be at the fraternity house, and alumni would stop by. You know, they weren't, like, raging with us or trying to haze or anything, but they would stop by the house, and I'd be like, and I would think, even as an 18-year-old, I'd be like, this guy sucks. Like, you've got to move on with your life, dude. This is sad. Uh, I've definitely gone by. I've, I had that I've awareness been the guy, as an 18-year-old. I've been the guy who's gone by the house. You can you can go by in very certain and specific occasions. Well, here's an, here's an occasion. So, UT, um, I don't even know if they do this anymore because this is how far removed I am. But used to do tailgates at the fraternity house, right? That's acceptable. So the couple seasons after we graduated, we would still go to the tailgates at the fraternity houses, mostly because, like, my brother was part of the fraternity or, like, your its parents are there. Like, things like that where it's not super weird. There are other alumni there and other people who have graduated college. But it did cross the line a couple times where, like, my guy friends – we're getting pledges to drive them or like hazing them, et cetera. Especially in the first two years after we were out of college. And I was like, this is embarrassing. Like yeah. they they don't owe you anything. You're not part of the fraternity right now. Like you're an alumni, but you're not like a brother or whatever. Like you don't need to be ordering these dudes around. Because no. even the seniors don't want to listen to you. Like they're like, get out. Like, why are you here? I will say in the pre-Uber world, uh, having, having a, a safe ride, even like being like 22 back like – Back in town for a football game was well, kind of tight. Well, yeah, but that was pre Uber. I know, uh, and look, it's it's. I'm not proud of it, but I, my first year out of college, like I probably, I probably went by the house um, one or two times. Well, guess what, Dave? I'm, I'm telling you now, you were a loser then, but you're out of it. Oh man, so. I probably was. When I was a pledge, I had to. Um, <laughs> this was during Worst Fest. I had to go pick up a former uh, president of our chapter who lived in Austin. I don't remember the guy's name. He'd been out of college the for fucking Barclay. He'd been out of co- out of college for many years. Dude, I had to drive from San Marcos to Austin, pick this guy up with his these two girls he was with, take him to Worst Fest, sit there while he drank and danced. Uh, I couldn't have a sip of beer, and then when he was ready, I had to take him back home and then back to San Marcos. And during the entire trip, and while at Worst Fest, he would just like give me shit and like, like verbally haze me oh, the entire that time. That guy stinks. That guy was bad. I've never done anything remotely close and to I that. And I was just what there thinking, judge. this guy is an absolute fucking loser. Unless it was Barclay, man. <laughs> Wasn't Barclay, Dave? There is no Barclay. That's just generic name. Anyway, this guy sucked. And I hope he's listening. I gotta know who it was. Don't tell me. I don't. I don't remember his name. Oh, you don't? Like, I, I never met the guy. You know, for I me, seen him I since. think there's a point 
like I loved my college experience, but I also think at some point you have to grow up just as the same way the people who were like high school heroes and couldn't get over it also had to grow up. Like I think you tell him at 25 it's time to get over it. Like yeah. you got to be an adult. You got to make new friends in Atlanta or wherever city that they're in and like stop reliving the glory days. It's one thing to like have a fondness for your college support all your teams still be friends with all your friends but like acting like you're still in college you're not in college anymore so Mm -hmm. don't all right we have an update from a uh former caller who was uh the friend zoned guy here it is what up kings and sally it's me again with the friend zone predicament between the two ladies well wanted to update y'all next night we hung out she kissed me again but then the next night we hung out she hit me with something along the lines of i thought i was going to be able to feel feelings for you but i don't so let's just stay friends so i'm a winner i get to stay friends with the girl that i'm really good friends with and i get to have the girl that i've been talking to for a couple months all as well i took y'all's advice just let it play out and boom what a bunch of freaking kings Shouts to y'all. Fuck you, Dorn. Okay. On okay. your own podcast. Is that the advice that we gave? Let it play out? Um, no, not really. We we basically told him that the girl who who had previously friend zone zoned him and it was coming back around was full of shit. I think was that was to... the general consensus. Yeah. Right. But here's my issue. I know that we're not supposed to give this guy any more advice, but I'm gonna give him some advice. Stop being friends with the friend zone girl. Yeah. Cause she's gonna she's gonna wait and she's gonna show she's gonna pop back up from the weeds like six months from now. Yeah, because he said he was a winner in the situation because he gets to. I don't think he's friendship. a winner. I promise you, he's disappointed. I promise you. But my other if he issue wanted is wanted something to happen. Right. Yeah, that call went a different direction when I found out that yeah. she said that. I thought he was gonna be bombed. Here's my issue with it. He, uh, I don't think he's realizing, and maybe he hasn't gotten here with his girlfriend. Yet the non friend girl friend zoned girl the girl he was dating, girls do not like to enter a relationship with guys who have a best girlfriend, and like it's one thing if y'all grew up together and blah blah, but it's still I, girls are always weirded out by that. Just like I think you could probably say the same for guys too. The, yeah, I think that you would be really weirded out if somebody you were dating best friend confidant was a guy, unless they're just like dog ugly and you know and there was no way you could ever be attracted to them right right? but i think he needs to cut this girl out and i'm sure that they're friends and she's nice or whatever but the thing is if she actually cared about you she wouldn't have strung you along or tried to you know have a relationship with you i think that that's why girls and guys being friends is very complicated especially like when you're you know I'm friends with both of y'all through circumstance of Will. We wouldn't be friends otherwise. We wouldn't be friends otherwise. No offense. But, like, it would be really weird if I was just randomly friends with you, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I have always been in that camp. I know that there are people who make it work. But I'm just thinking that this guy is going to have to deal with, if he stays friends with a friend zone girl, any future relationship being like, what the hell? This girl's toxic. Yeah, it's very, very rare or a guy and a girl who are heterosexual, each of them, to be friends and like there's emotions don't creep in for either one of them. 
Correct. You know, very, very rare. It happens. But there is re- a reason that this is a consistent Hollywood storyline. Yeah. He wanted something to happen with this chick. Yeah. I promise you. Even though he's acting like he's all cool and, and everything worked out for the best, I promise he's disappointed that this didn't happen. But even, you know what? Don't be disappointed because now you know she's not going to have feelings for you ever. So you're off the hook and start, maybe not, don't cut her out, but distancing yourself. Like stop being her confidant because just how I felt a couple weeks ago, even though she may not be making out with you and being your girlfriend, she probably still will use you as an emotional crutch whenever she wants attention from somebody. So you don't need to be that. You have a girlfriend. You have your own life. Stop doing it. Who sings that song? Is it is it Cross Canadian Ragweed? Uh, you cry lonely, I come running. It's just going through my head right now. I think Wade. Sure. Okay, might be Wade Bowen. He might have done a version of it too. That's a really highly niche uh, Texas country red dirt <laughs> reference. Go listen to that song. That's you, basically. This guy. Yeah. Let's get to the question that everybody tuned in for. <laughs> Hey, Dill, Sal, and D. Carter Ruff, question for producer Dave. As a fellow Traeger boy, what is your favorite food to prepare? As far as meats go, I feel like I have the ribs down. 100% confident when we have people over, I can cook the hell out of some ribs. But my favorite food to prepare is smoked cheese. Cheez-Its. Oh, Cheez-Its. Smoked Cheez-Its. Okay, this is new. I'm a big Cheez-It boy, yeah. And smoked Cheez-Its, take it over the top. I'm going to give the recipe. Okay. In case you guys want to try, 12 ounces of Cheez-Its. I, I can't read Cheez-It. It's like, it, yeah, it's, it's not yeah. my brain. 12 ounces of Cheez-Its, half cup of canola oil, one pack of dry ranch seasoning, three to five teaspoons of red pa- pepper flakes. Go Pokes. Go Pokes, he says. Okay, great way to end it. What? Who's, I, who's cooking I, Cheez-Its on I don't the trigger? Know. I don't understand. I didn't know people cook Cheez-Its. I mean, I thought they just come like already... Uh... People do that like as a Cheez-It snack mix where you like coat it and shit and then put it in the oven. So I'm assuming this is like a similar type I, situation. I didn't even know that was a thing. So And then he, he just smokes it? Get but on to Pinterest use it, but to one use a time. smoker to do it? He, do, he needs to give What us... if that was the only thing he ever made on the Traeger? Yeah, what he, if that was just the only reason he bought he's it? He's firing up Cheez-Its all the time. He just saw Cheez-It Pinterest recipe. He's like, on, yeah, I'm going to just buy this Traeger. His neighbor's like, I saw you got the grill going. What you got going on over there? Oh, you know, just Cheez-Its again. There's nothing special. You know, just <laughs> Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Just my patented Cheez-It recipe. Dave, have you ever done a pork shoulder? Yeah. They're so easy. It's And they're so good. It's the reason I haven't done a brisket because every time I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do a brisket, I'm like, I kind of default into the pork shoulder. Yeah, brisket. Number one, it takes longer. Number two, you have to you have to maintain temperature very precisely for a long, long period of time. Pork shoulder, you can get you can get a little lazy with it if you want and just let it ride. Yeah, pork shoulders are awesome. I used to do those all the time when I was in a house and had my smoker. So, I'm what's your if favorite a, thing? Um, for me, yes. Uh, You're a rib guy. Of course, I love ribs. It's the one thing my wife. Uh, it's the one thing we really enjoy that I cook, like fillets and ribs. Like that's her our favorite. She does not like chicken thighs, and I fucking love chicken thighs. I love dark meat chi- chicken. Well, I'm so, a dark meat guy, and I do like the Caribbean, the jerk. You know, she's not a huge fan, so we don't really do those as much anymore, which is kind of a bummer because they're obviously pretty easy. Um, but as far as like a smoke, smoke. Give me ribs or like a pork shoulder, honestly. Yeah. But just doing like a reverse sear steak, like filet or something, 
is nice too. Yeah. Sometimes I'll Ever I'll tried s- Cheez-Its though? Sometimes I'll throw some Cheez-Its on there and see what happens. You know, sometimes I'll do like Triscuit crackers on there. <laughs> That's another thing though. People I'll put make Doritos Triscuits on there like sometime. put shit on them. Like just customize like saltines them? and stuff. Yeah. Um, for those of you out there who are maybe new to grilling or want some ideas, you should follow Primal Gourmet. He's a Instagram food blogger. Okay. He does a lot of like paleo whole 30 keto stuff but obviously that entails a lot of meat etc and he uses a traeger a lot uh similar guy meat church my boys have got me into meat church that dude he's out of like waxahachie texas home of the indians and um he's got good stuff as well he's got like a line of seasoning um he's even got like a store in waxahachie but yeah his instagram's really good check him out um interesting email there yeah I wonder if you could swap out the canola oil because I feel like that's like the oil you don't want. I don't know if, it, if the measurement's accurate. He left out smoking time. He left and out cup. He just said half canola oil, so that could be half of a tablespoon, half of I, half cup made the most sense to me. Feels so like I, so that's I filled a it lot, in. Though, but maybe yeah, it does feel like a lot. So I'm not sure if that's what he meant, but that's what I put. You know what so. I want to do? I want to challenge this guy to send us some Cheez-Its. So hop in our DMs. We'll send you an address. I want to taste these smoked Cheez-Its. Yeah, I would love to try them. I would absolutely love to try them. Do you ever do fish on there, Dave? Uh, I have. Yeah, I like doing it. You know, I'm on a big fish kick right now. I wish I could do more. Do you fish. do it on flank, like planks, like cedar planks and stuff? No, I I bake, I bake it. Because apparently that's a really easy way to do it on the grill. I do it the is. most basic recipe ever with my salmon. It's just salt and pepper in the oven, uh, 450 degrees for like 14 minutes. Any lemon? No. You don't do a little squeeze? No. Oh, I'm, a squeeze boy. Dylan, I'm not gonna lie to you. Sally, that sounds bland as hell. It's good. Dylan's actually white. I'm, I don't know if you know this. I'm, look, I'm trying to be healthy in 2000. You can still be healthy. There's like seasoning you can to your put food. on it. Dude. I put salt and pepper <laughs> on it. It has flavor. That, but okay. I'm gonna start like sending you recipes, Dylan. Be like, make this unsolicited. Place. Everybody, Just please start sending Dylan unsolicited recipes. Look, this the simpler the recipe, the more likely I am to actually try it. Just so you know. Hey, did y'all know? I'm going to assume you didn't. So Joe Rogan's doing the carnivore diet. He's like 11 days in, and he's eating literally just meat. That's, That's it. it? How That's do you feel you... about no that vegetables? matching up to like that um, documentary, Game Changers? Which one's Game Changers? It is a documentary on Netflix about plant-based nutrition and how multiple athletes, Arnold Schwarzenegger being one of them, went – from like eating, I don't know. He said something insane, like several hundred grams of protein a day to going full plant based. Okay, so this might be. So you know, Joe's a big meat guy. He had um, two guys on. One that's an advocate of a diet with meat in it, and the other a vegan who's like I think also an MMA fighter. And they had this big long podcast debate. I haven't listened to it. I probably won't, but I heard it was pretty good. If you're into that, but I think like the idea with the carnivore diet. It's a, it's supposedly good for autoimmune and like inflammatory stuff, but the thought is, and Joe even admits this, it's it's a um, the reason it works is because it cancels out all the other stuff like breads and stuff that aren't necessarily good for you. Right. Um. So you're just it's not that the the meat is great for you. It's just that you're not eating all the other stuff, like you know right. that you would normally eat as like a starch or something. And he said he's lost like I don't know ten pounds, and but he said, he said the. So the bowel movements aren't great, which I think makes well, sense. Well, yeah, because you're not getting any fiber. That's just right. too much meat, man. Well, 
no, the part of the game changers thing is um like for environmental reasons and things like that. I think these people are switching over. I always am of the um thought that following fads is maybe not the plan and do what makes you feel best. But it is interesting seeing that these people can still be like star athletes on a vegan diet cuz I also follow conventional thinking there like you pretty much have to have protein with every animal protein mm-hmm. with most meals. But I don't I mean it's probably not something I'm going to do. I think you need the if you want to be like a an elite athlete and and be on that diet, I think you have to have the genetics to back it up. Like cuz like it, it's it's definitely difficult to put on like mass or muscle um without meat. It's right, doable. Right, I think that but- what part of this thing is saying is that you are basically turning on and turning off some of your genes from expressing themselves i just feel like we have so think about how much science comes out in research about the food we eat every single day and like how far we've come since the 50s and how much we've changed our mind on like eggs being one of the things red meat eggs fat cholesterol everything it's just going to be interesting to see how it is like even 10 years like what they can figure out. Yeah, right I think they'll be you'll be doing within 20 years like a genetic based diet. Yeah. Which I think you can get now. It's probably very expensive, but they can tell you like what is good for your genes. Exactly. Yeah. It's all very interesting. I would love to get that done. If you got a hookup on that, I'll fly out and do it. <laughs> Did you see that they have a a genetic test now for you being able to determine what uh your dog is? Like different types of dog your dog is? Oh, like a twenty three and me for dogs? Yeah. I did see this. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's been around for a little bit, I think. No, I know. I just heard yeah. it actually advertised on a podcast I was listening to the other day oh, and yeah. I was like See what your dog's made is, of. Do people just have nothing to do with their life? I guess if I had a mutt, I might be interested in doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But I just the things we have available to us now. Man. Wild. But pe- dude, that's the industry to be in though. But what if you had a purebred like what if you did it to Randy and then you found oh, no. out he wasn't? Would you be pissed? Uh, I feel I, like you can only I, have like grounds to be pissed if you were like the the breeder told you, you know? Yeah, I would be. I'd want some of the money back. Yeah, I would be. You know, Randy, he's great. Well, uh, Randy's a great dog, but if you p- paid for a purebred and then he wasn't, yeah, it would be kind of annoying. Exactly right. So yeah, I would. I would not be happy about that. Um, might have to vet better next time. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm interested in that. They should sponsor this pod or circling yeah, sponsor back. us so that we can get Randy checked. Test our own dogs. Yeah, I mean, I already did the 23andMe, so I mean, my my genetic shit's out there. They've already sold that, I'm sure, to some <laughs> pharmaceutical. So I mean, may as well get Randy's out there. Or too. if your cousin murders somebody, like you, like they'll probably like bring you in for questioning or yeah, something. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's cool. fine. Or when Dylan goes down, finally. <laughs> when Lauren murders Lauren me, Lauren frames like you me somehow. Yeah. <laughs> One, uh, more? one more, Dave. Yeah. Howdy, y'all. Big fan of the pod. How old is too old for a dance floor makeout? 25 and did this last weekend and uh, kind of enjoyed it. Okay. Is this guy or girl? I don't know who it is, but is this the person from the Atlanta caller earlier who has the roommate? <laughs> <laughs> what if that was just him? He's 25. It's, poss- it's possible. Is this a guy or girl? Do we, we know? We do not know. I okay. bet it's a lady. Because, dude, a 25-year-old dude's shameless. Look, as a 25-year-old, eh, you're, you're, it's okay There's for a dance floor There's worse things you can do. As long as a it DFML doesn't turn into a must. Will? Yeah, a dance floor makeout. Um, 
Don't most. When's the last time you had a dance floor makeout? Oh, God. I feel like it was probably a wedding. Someone's wedding, because that's usually where I'm really on a dance. It's like the only time I'm ever on a dance floor. That's true. I view a bar, of, like making out in a bar. It's still is, the dance floor makeout, in my it, opinion. Yeah, like there's no difference. One is not better than the other. In fact, a dance floor might be better because it's like, oh, y'all were dancing. I get how you started making out. Like yeah. you're dancing, you're, you know, two-stepping or whatever you were doing, grinding. Like, like me as a 36-year-old, if I'm if I'm really into someone and, and we're dancing or whatever, and she's like, she's just like, I, I want to make out, and then she just goes for it. I'm not going to say no, even if it is embarrassing. I mean, and if, if I'm with friends, I'm like, we can't do this here, all right? But if I'm, if I'm around strangers or if I'm, you know, it's that's I'm, the problem in this world now, though. Like social media, people can just take pictures of you. There are worse things to get caught doing than making out I, with somebody. Oh, I totally agree. I think <laughs> I I dance floor made out with many a person in college, and thank God social media wasn't around then. I'm sure many people have pictures of me on their really old iPhones, yeah, or flip phones, just being embarrassing. Mostly because my friends would love to make fun of me about it the next day, but. Think about it now. Like, what if you just went viral for like having a dance floor makeout? It'd be embarrassing. Okay, but it's not a life ruiner, you know. I don't. To me, I'm like, eh, do what you want. I do agree. If you're like with friends and stuff, it can definitely come off as sloppy. If you're yeah. around strangers and you're around people you're never gonna see again, like, who really gives a shit? But at the same time, just know that there are people judging you, and maybe that's fun for them because, like. We were at dinner the other day, and people were, I mean, I'm not kidding, on top of each other at dinner, which I think is way more inappropriate. Like, a dance floor is one thing, or a bar. Like, at dinner, when they're, you're, like, they're on a date, but, like, her legs are on top of his, and they're, like, in a full-on embrace, like, makes me want to yell, like, you should touch his tonsils, or something, like, what really inappropriate. That's much more aggressive than just it was a, when we were dan- in Europe. Than a dance floor. Uh, or in um, England, London. You can't be straddling somebody at the club and, like, you know, making out with them. and That's super aggressive. It's aggressive. I mean, do what you want. But just You know what? Live a little bit. Have a dance floor make out every now and then. But just also be aware, be aware that your if your friends see you, they are allowed to make fun of you. Oh, for sure. So if, you're, if you can handle that, do what you want. Well, guys, that was it. Unless you have a bonus question, Sally, we are finished. I have a bonus question, but it's kind of deep, and I feel like. I want to end on like a happy note, so I'm going to save it. You want to end on a dance floor makeout? I want to end on a dance floor makeout. Okay. Uh, the next one we record will be after our ski trip. I'm so excited for that. I hope neither of you get injured. Thank you. Our health insurance just kicked in in the first of this month, by Solid. the way. It's, and it's Solid. a much better plan. You know so what I'm I ready. need to ask you? I almost like, want to get injured now so I can How's your it. knee after hurting Don't it? Say that. Like, are you going to be okay to ski? Like, My knee's fine. Okay. Yeah, I have no lasting Let's not effects. tweak it again. No lasting effects from the fractured fibula. I just think that everyone needs to take it slow. Oh, I'll be fine. Go down some greens in the beginning. I'm in the best shape of my life. I gotta get lessons. I gotta book my lesson today. I ordered all. I rented my skis today. I gotta get the, the lessons booked. It up. should. I mean, you should be able to get one pretty easily. Yeah. They're always looking for business. I'll give them my business. Yeah. I'll give you the business. Okay. All right, guys. The hotline number eight 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 three six two six two four five, or write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail Podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.